Yo, what up, though? This is Eshaan, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle. The, the lifestyle, lifestyle. Our lifestyle. lifestyle. How yeah. that lifestyle treat me? It's treating me great, man, because it brings us more guests, it's more connections, and just more fun to know more people who are doing very positive things in their life, whatever it may be. Yeah, and you know what, man? This episode of the Connected Experience is definitely brought to you by the Digital Soapbox Network. Yeah. That's what... um. All the episodes for the last couple of years have been yeah, brought to yeah, you by the yeah. Digital Soapbox Network. Shout out to the team over there, man. You know what I'm saying? We've been working together for a long time, and we very much appreciate each other. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? that's cool. So you got a word of the episode? Yeah, man. My word is uh, inspiration, something inspired as an idea. What about you? And my, I don't have a word. I have uh, a definition of something that a lot of people might not understand what it is. A U.S. visa. Okay. A, a, a citizen of a foreign country who seeks to enter the United States generally must first obtain a U.S. visa, which is placed in a traveler's passport. And that's just a travel document issued by the traveler's country of citizenship. And sometimes it's work visas, it's school, school visas. visas. My dog, Mel, from the islands, he, yeah. he actually has a green card. But I think he came over on a visa, though. A you know what visa. I'm saying? Yeah. And so... Uh, why was that your word? Well, it's not a word. It's I mean, why was that your definition? That definition was because uh, the guy we got today sitting with us, Edison Koan, is uh, he's from the Ivory Coast and he won a visa to come to the United States. We so gonna we, get into we that. Definitely yeah. gonna get into and that. And my word was inspiration because he's actually a clothing designer and he has the uh, trap socks. And he said he was inspired by that by uh, a lyric in a song. So inspiration can come from anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So that's very dope. So uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Edison. And I, I know he butchered that last name too. So did. <laughs> oh man, he, he he messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say it, then. Say it. <laughs> All right, so the last name is Conan, K-O-N-A-N. Oh, 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 like and Brian, Conan. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So Edison, um, I came here when I was seven years old to the Americas. We won the Visa Lottery. It was a time of war and where I'm from. So I'm blessed to just be here. Okay, when you say you won the Visa Lottery, what game show was y'all on? <laughs> no, that was funny. <laughs> I was seven years old, but it so, wasn't a No, game when show. you say that, though, because like... When, I was joking about that. Yeah, show, that was a joke, yeah, obviously. But, but when you, right when you say you y'all won it, like well, is it like a, is it like a lottery? It's like a lottery. It's like the whole country. There's only it's limited to seven slots, and it moves on to another country. Wait a minute. Wait a minute so wait a minute. seven slots. Yeah. So you grew up in the Ivory Coast, which is yep. the south coast of West Africa, and we gonna talk about that. But it's like 25 million people in the Ivory Coast, Correct. and it's only seven slots. Yes. And you, did you win, or your whole family won? The so whole yeah, family right. so that counted one slot. Yeah, the whole family one. It come, you come as a family. Okay, so, okay, family. so the slot is the family. That's yeah, so my dad slot. had to play. My mom had to play. I think my mom or my dad had to lose him, but my like one of the parents won that, so everybody came under one parent. Now, let me ask you this. Do y'all see stuff where, like, one of the parents win, and they like, I just take the kids, you stay here? Is that common? It happened like that at one Would you? point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, my dad came last. Because oh, he okay. still had to do his, like, he was a pharmacist, so he still had to stay back. So we got, came first with our mom. I got so many questions. Okay, so, like, how do you enter something like that? 
Man, I was seven years old. I'm saying they never spoke to you about it. No. Okay. I mean, and I and, and uh, I asked. I just asked that question because, like, is that many people vying to come to America? Is basically what I want to know. Yeah. Why? It's like a dream. Um, for example, during when we came was a war, so it okay. wasn't even a good time to even be where we're at. It was yeah. a war going on, the soldiers in the street, so it was just like a escape type thing. Like, let's get okay. away from this. Now we so let's talk about the Ivory Coast more, so we can give people a generalization of what the Ivory Coast is. So the Ivory Coast is actually the world's largest producer of cocoa beans. Yes. So that means basically that the hunkies are raping the Ivory Coast for the Oof. for their cocoa beans. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so when you say it's a war in the streets, is it is the war the war is essentially behind this? Who controls this? Yeah. And it's, that, it's more so like corruption going on, like okay. with all the factories and everybody, the government one in power. The president won in power. It's like it's a lot that contributes to the war. Right. And y'all was uh, under French rule until, what, 1960? Yeah. But they still play a heavy part. To that, and Right. That's what I was going to say. So, like, they playing behind the scenes in any conflicts because they want that rule back. Yeah. So, that yeah, that was, like, my next question. Like, how, how did that... I mean, you only seven, but, like, what are you noticing about the climate because you're saying it's soldiers in the street so this could pop off anywhere so what kind of restrictions was placed upon families because you said your dad a pharmacist yeah. so he was working outside the house right yeah and then I, what did your mom do she was more so like at home with us right so like what kind of climate is that like dad gotta go out in the war zone every day and i gotta be here with the kids and hope that he come back i mean it was a lot of like family members staying in the house like majority of my childhood i stayed in the house yeah so for the most part, it's a dad coming home, then he comes home. I mean, go he goes to work, then he comes home. And I'm at home for majority of the part. School is kind of like weird during that time because it's like at one point it was not there wasn't a war, so I did enjoy school. But then when the war happened, it was more so homeschool. It okay. turned into homeschool. So, so kind of like home. what we going through now. Yeah. But now listen, by them being a French uh, colony up until so much, how much French history and stuff do they try to ingrain into the African? while coming up man it's basically like here in america how we learn about like the i guess the british rule yeah so it's like we speak in french from the start and everything is like kind of catered to french and but it, and then over there is like not a race thing it's an ethnic thing right yeah so how do you how do they distinguish between ethnicities and, and this is why i asked you this question right because i told me and my wife was talking and i said race is made up because yeah. it, it's always been division but division among black people they make it ethnic so how do they distinguish between ethnicities um it's a lot of different tribes so, okay so it's still a lot of tribalism yeah okay so you got tribes some tribes don't get along then you have you know people that have their own personal interests so it's a lot it's divided uh among different things. so what tribe are y'all from um my dad is from the Baole tribe. Okay. Yeah. And what about your mom? Or it don't matter about your dad. My mom is Nigerian. Oh, okay. So at this point, my mom and dad got married and they relocated to Ivory Coast. Okay. So that's where we spend most of our time. Okay. And then this, we go move on, but I just need to know this. Even though you were young, being from Africa, what is what was your view or your parents' view? Because sometimes kids have their parents' views growing up until Mm -hmm. they can adapt to their own. What was your view about the American melanated person? Man, um... I just feel like when I got to America, I felt like it was divided. Like, compared to in Africa, like, when I had birthdays, the whole community would come to okay. support. It's like, I felt like I never had a birthday by myself. But when I came to America, like, everybody was, like, individual by themselves. Like, it was, like, less community. <coughs> so, oh. so I want to know, like, since you lived in the Ivory Coast and mm-hmm. you lived in America, and now you, like, old enough to really see what was going on, 
politically and the type of things that's going on, it's not much of a difference, right? It's not. Because the white people trying to pull the strings and you put the black people in the streets, have them kill each other. And that's the reason I'm saying that is because, like, a a, a hunky will tell you to go back to Africa, right? Facts. Like, Africa's a country. That's how stupid they are. Like, (laughs) Africa's a country, right? And then you got, like, okay, so we know that we five generations removed from Ethiopia. And I don't know slave shit. My grand, my great great grandfather came over, picked his name, and all that. If you listen to the show, we speak about it all the time. Now, with you actually being born in Africa, like you, like I'm from the Ivory Coast or whatever, right? Yep. So now that you look at America, it's like, was it the dream that you thought it was, or it was just smoke and mirrors? Because the world got you thinking America is the promised land, and you like this is the exact. Because when you like, we seven years old, it's a war going on on the street. Yep. That's going on in some neighborhoods five blocks over right now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, like, now do you look at it like, uh, could have stayed home? Or is America the big lick? I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like, America has its faults. Every coast has its faults. But, like, right now the corruption is so bad that it's literally, like, nobody. It's, like, it's less controlled there. Because here, at least, like, the people, if we come together, is a little, it's way more controlled in, in than versus in Africa where, like, some people don't even have phones or technology to speak up. So it's like yeah. more heightened there. So it's like safer here, even though it's almost the same thing, but it's like they're so far Somebody back. Somebody can tell you like, oh, don't go up there yeah. because, yeah. It's so far back there. There's so much tribes and communication barriers versus here, even though there's a lot of people, but here it's like more civilized. Like there, like you, it could be the same type of vibes, but at the same time, like even there, like the corruption, the police alone, just because they don't get paid enough. It's way more the corruption run rampant because yeah. the dollar is so everybody for sale. So do you look at America as the big lick coming from like like the truth, man? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. So, it's and, and so like because uh, my wife is hold on. So that's why winning the visa is like winning the lottery. Yeah, because it's like we hit the lottery. We about to go over here. Definitely. Even if we struggling over in America, it's worse to struggle. Man, we slept in the cars. Like it's definitely we. I mean, yeah, when we came here, we we're struggling way more than when we back home. Yeah, for so, sure. So uh, me and my wife talking. She's an African American professor. She has studies in African American. Uh, she got a, a doctorate or something. I, I mean, not a doctorate, damn, a master's in African American studies. You can sit down, but uh, so we always look at the we look at the parallels and the pros and cons about how Africans view American melanated people. I don't say black because black is a color. We all got on black hoodies. None, that's none of our color, Trust. right? But we all got melanin, right? And the most phenomenal thing in the world is somebody with melanin. Right. Because they they kill us for it. They want to run our, you know, Africa is the motherland for sure. Yes. Right. And it's full of melanated people where everybody wants control of that. But we also always talk about the fact that because a lot of uh, people who migrate to America, they kind of look down on the, on the American melanated people. Right. And uh, this is what I say. Like, I've heard people because I just been in my regular life i had the opportunity to know people from all over the world and uh i did a poll one time mentally and uh, like seven out of the ten people who i knew who wasn't from america but was from the motherland looked at uh melanated people from america as weak you know what i mean Mm -hmm. or lazy and i just wonder what was that ever like a thought or a, a theme coming up in your household um not really in our household it was more so like it's more so conflict in the household itself versus yeah. like looking out because like we're struggling so we're not even thinking about nothing around us. Right. It's just more so like 
my mom and dad doing their arguments in school. Right. That and, was like and, the and, I, and I feel thing. like that's a lot a lot of households too, but like I just see that a lot and I hate that, right? And this is why I hate that. Because I mean, two things could be true. Somebody from Africa could look at people like that and somebody from Africa could not look at melanated people from America like that, right? right. And I just this is why I hate that because everybody wants to uh come to this big lick in the American dream and if we look the same, you benefit for what we had to go through before you can even get here. Perfect. You feel what I'm saying? The American melanated person has suffered so much for people to m- believe it's a big lick and come here. And sometimes I think that people who come from the continent just don't appreciate that enough, bro. You feel what I'm saying? Right. They they just don't. And I, I'm never cool with that because it's like it was a lot to get to where we at. We're still nowhere, by the way. I mean, we we further ahead than we were, but we 150, 200, 300 years behind other people. And people just don't appreciate that work that we put in to get here. And I say we because my grandparents put in some type of work. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My mom put in some type of work and we go put in some type of work. But let's get to the uh, get to more about you. Uh, you 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 got into fashion design. Like, was that something you liked when you were growing up? Like, what brought you there? Man, it's a series of things. So first of all, first of all, coming to America. I never had, like, the best clothes, in my opinion. Like, yeah. it was, like, hand-me-downs, things that I wasn't confident wearing, but I had to. Like, yeah, right, right. Okay, not nah, because you, okay. are you the oldest? Are you the I'm oldest? the oldest. Okay, okay. I'm the okay oldest. so when y'all got here, when y'all won the visa, where did y'all go? Where did y'all? We stayed with our uncle in Minneapolis. Okay, Minnesota. so y'all, y'all get to, it's yeah. a big Somalian community. And, and, yeah, yeah, it's Super huge. big, yeah. So y'all go to Minnesota, and then how do y'all end up, how do you end up here in, De- in the Detroit <sighs> okay, metro so area? My mom and dad got divorced. My in dad. America, though? In America. Okay. Yeah. So my dad comes to Michigan for pharmacy. My mom relocates to Florida. So I stayed in Florida the most most of my life. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with Florida. What part of Florida? Florida. Florida. Okay. Florida. We used yeah. to live in Jacksonville and you look like a Florida nigga. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, like straight up. You do though. Like, yeah, yeah, straight up. Like. You feel what I'm saying? You look like a nigga from Florida. But no, we used to live in Jacksonville. We used to deliver well, we say this all the time, but we used to have a business down there and work for a business down there. And uh that was one of the funnest times of my life. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. Go ahead. I will never eat the restaurant Hooters again Oof. after that. But that was a fun- <laughs> Okay, because you know, you know, it's Hooters all, everywhere. It's Hooters everywhere. I would never eat Hooters again. Never. So you in Fort Lauderdale, and then then you know that's where I'm going to school. I'm visiting my dad in Michigan, like here and there for spring break, winter break, summer break. Um, yeah. So at this point, my mom and dad divorced. They don't want nothing to do with each other. So we stay with our. I'm staying with my mom at, with all my siblings. Then when I graduated, my mom kind of like said, yo, you got to go with your dad. Like, you got to go with your dad. Oh, was it an inkling that that was going to happen? Yeah, you, or, or was it like as soon as you graduated, you got to go? It was more so like I feel like when I graduated, I kind of got grown. So my mom, she didn't want that. So she's like, oh, no, nah, you got to go to your dad. Like at this point, it's more so I feel like a whole like I'm off child support. Well, she's yeah. off, I'm off. <laughs> I'm right, 18. Yeah. She's like, oh, you got to go. Seriously, you know, it's not worth it anymore. Not coming up. <laughs> I That's not mean, funny, though. but it's like, because this like, is followed by the next question. Now, while you're growing up, though, what is she at? Like, uh, what is she like when it comes to adulthood? Is she seeing if you want to go to college, if you want to start a business, if you want to just work? Like, what kind of things are sh- is she finding out I mean, about you? I'm definitely grateful for my mom, even though it's like, uh, it was kind of rough some days, but she definitely pushed me to do good, do good in school. Like, I graduated with 3.8. Yeah. Um, I was in the medical program. Yeah. Uh, sound like a Nigerian mom. Go yeah, ahead. she did not play. Like I learned my ABCs in probably like two days because yeah. she like made sure like I was not leaving nowhere until yeah. I learned it. So my mom's very like about yo, you gotta get your education. So that's my mom growing up. My dad was more laid back, but he also 
you know, he had a different way of uh, approaching it. Like, you know, he's not going to yell or he's just like, you just had to do it, you know. Yeah. So I clicked on my dad more because he wasn't forced for about it. Yeah. But my mom really put, like, the pressure in me to do good and stay out of trouble. Yeah. You know, and she came through when so I get in trouble in school. Like, my mom would come, you know. And, you know, not being from America, like, they'll listen to her. So she definitely got me out of a lot of trouble. Yeah. Now, do you still speak French? No. I okay. forgot. So you just, because it was so early yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get rid of that colonization out of there. You feel, <laughs> you feel that's, that's, that's really real? Is, because, uh, like, that's why that's why I asked that question. Like, like, when we really wake up and understand that, like, none of this stuff is our customs like it don't matter where you grew up with nope. if it was ruled by anything other than where you're from it's, it's not our custom so people from the ivy coast speaking french is them being kind of you know uh colonized because if it's different ethnic groups and different tribes i'm pretty sure they spoke different languages yeah, and then had some type of way to break the barrier when they had to do business yep. none of that has anything to, to do, do with it, french people yeah, yeah. right so the bell you like everybody just like ate off the backs of of the motherland like and it's sickening to me right because yeah. That's still something that we are we are uh, finding dividing people from. We are say, hey, uh, he from the Ivory Coast, I'm from Ethiopia. We shouldn't like each other. Well, guess what, bro? When we came from these places, right? We didn't even call it that, right? We didn't call Ethiopia Ethiopia. Somebody told us that was Ethiopia. Yep. We didn't like they try to paint this picture of the Egyptians, like you know, with the fair skin and all like all of that type of stuff. When the queen that ruled the Ethiopia was darker than anybody who they paint the picture up their ass because we didn't call it Egypt. We didn't call it Nigeria. Even we, Africa, not Africa. Right, even Africa. This is stuff that they called it, and like we just adapt to that. I don't adapt to any of that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like I know my grandfather can't. I mean, my great great grandfather came from Ethiopia on my granddad's side. So like. I can show you a, my, a picture of my daughter and she looks like a, a child in Ethiopia. And what I mean by that, I used to be in retail and I had these Ethiopian customers. So I was like, look, I'm going to show you a picture of my baby. Like, tell me like what you think and shit. And she was like, like, I would swear that she was born over there. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's just how the roots go. And I just want people to stop adapting to the colonization and find out who, who they are. That's why we don't say black because black is a color that's not recognized in the Constitution. You understand what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's and color that, and a crayon box. Right. And that's why we're going through what we're going through in America because everybody fighting to be black when black has never been recognized. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Negro has never been recognized because that's a Spanish word that came from a box out of a, you know what I'm saying? The color yeah. in the box of crayons. We not black, bro. We got, we got melanin to our skin and we let white people tell us we was black. You feel what I'm saying? We let white people say, oh, no, you're black. And we adapted to that. And not everything that happens because we're black, we okayed that by signing the verbal contract saying that we were black. No, bro. We got melanin and nobody on the face of the earth can do what we can do. And that's why you hate us. Just say <laughs> You feel what I'm right. saying? Like, these are so, my yeah, opinions. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I strongly share some of those opinions. A little different, but you know what I'm saying? So let's get into that. So. It was a rough path for your family. Your your parents got divorced. How many siblings is it? Um, it's four of us. And so I have a stepbrother now, so five. Okay. Five. Okay, so you're the oldest of five. Yep. And uh, you get into fashion design somehow. Like, how? What, what makes you go so, into fashion design? It's a series of things, like I said. We didn't have the best clothes. I always was the person that I had a sense of thought that I wanted to wear. And then when I went to the mall, it just never was there. Like, I was searching, searching. Like, the clothes were overly expensive. And none of it, like, really express how i feel or what i wanted to wear so i started online shopping getting some stuff that i like and um this i want my heart on my sleeves was a recent thing uh coming back from new york yeah 
I went to New York to begin with because I liked the fashion there. So I went there for a year, not knowing nobody. It's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a. So lover. you just went. There I just like- went there. Everybody's <laughs> like, don't do it. It's expensive. So I'm yeah. like, you know, I've got to figure it out for myself. So I went there. Didn't know where I was gonna stay. Got off the plane. A family friend of mine said, "Come to the Bronx." <laughs> so yeah. I go to the Bronx. You know, that's uh, that's where I stayed for the time while I was there, and. It was really like a lot of like reflections and reading a lot and like, man, what do I want to do? So how did you adapt to uh, being in the Bronx? Like, because that's different than Florida and Michigan. Man, I'm a person I like that to think. So like, even though I was in the Bronx, I still would travel around, meet friends, go to events and connect with other people. So I was hardly in the Bronx, even though I stayed there. But I was always in like Brooklyn or Manhattan. Yeah. So because that's where like I felt like my vibes was in Manhattan and Brooklyn. So I would go there often, made friends. That's where I first got my first girlfriend and everything. Yeah. You know, oh, so. straight up? Yeah. Cause my so you were always, in, yeah, my parents were always, always ingrained in me. Like, you're not in America to come, you get girlfriends and stuff like that. So I never really paid attention to that. But to what they honest. thought was yeah, going to happen. happen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm going to high school. I'm going to high school. I'm in a foreign country. Like, <laughs> okay. You know right. I got one more question, though, about the visa. Does it ever expire or do you have to renew this? Like, how does that mm. work? So right now we're citizens. So if you don't, yeah, if you don't take us Thursday, you got to, they're gonna kick you back. But we got the we now we're official. We got the visa. We got we're the situated. Card. Yeah, the green card. We're yeah. situated now. Okay, now does that a green card does that ever expire? No. Okay. Right. Okay. So you took the test. You yeah, we to took take the test. Yeah. We got what, the pictures. What okay. type of stuff is on the test? Just tell people how simple the test is because it's not hard at all, right? I mean, personally, I didn't have to take it. Oh, because your so parents. your parents, if your parents take it, it qualifies to everybody else. Oh, okay. yeah. So we were at a grace period where like my mom took it and everybody was good under her. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, but okay. from like my parents, they ask you questions about the like, constitution, yeah, the flags. Shit, listen, they ask you stuff that the average American do not know. Yeah, that because my, my like I was saying, my homeboy is from uh, the islands and he had he had a visa, then he had a green card. He took the test for the green card, and I'm like, what type of stuff on that? He was like, bro. If I like, because you know, <laughs> you he, wouldn't he, believe it. he like, he an engineering shit. Like, he like, bro, this shit is like fourth grade social studies type of shit. Yep. And so many Americans don't even know this shit because the shit ain't real. Like, this is, it's, it's viewed as a big lick to everybody else because the type of shit that you see, America don't got no real import export. Like, we're not the largest, we're the largest producer of white men who take over things. That's what America exports. You know what I'm right. saying? So, when you, when y'all seeing it, you like, Yo, we have a resource that people want. So that's going to, you know what I'm saying? So now y'all get here. Y'all like, we about to rape y'all. We about to. But not every, you personally. Not, I don't know how. You don't know how I feel. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Because this You're is right. how I would feel. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, every yeah. cocoa bean you motherfuckers take, I'm about to get a million dollars out of y'all with this clothes shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, boom, you in the Bronx. You got gotcha. your, well, was your girlfriend Spanish? Because that's just the Bronx. That's a Bronx <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's a Bronx <laughs> thing. No, she wasn't. Oh, okay. She's from Brooklyn. Oh, okay. 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 So she was wild. Jamaican or Haitian, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah so I'm there, and um, you know it got rough. Yeah. This is like we started. Me and my girlfriend broke up. It's still already to this day. Look uh, at this fashion. <laughs> we broke up. Yo, so I wish y'all would have seen that. Man, like the only thing that, and then I stopped. I quit my job because I didn't want to work there anymore. The thing that kept me like alive and that paid the rent was these socks with pockets I made. Yeah, you got a pair with you? I actually do. Because I want to see. I want to because I seen it in the bio, but I was like, I need to see that up close, man. Yeah. So these were an instant hit. Like, yeah. I actually came up with that deal with my homegirl and with the Sunlurks in Michigan. Oh, okay, okay. And then like when I brought, I, I was a, a pharmacy tech and I brought it to work. <laughs> the guy's like, "Oh, that's stupid!" Like before he seen the product, he's like, "Yo, that's a stupid idea." Like, 
like it was a white, it was a white. Just a hate motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he's like it's stupid. He went home and worked on that same shit the same night. The same night, I swear. <laughs> so it's a sock with pockets. Yeah, you know, it can fit a good amount. The sockets, the, the pockets are this big. A yeah. good amount of what? You know, whatever you want to put it on. You know, whatever you want to put it That is dope, man. That is a really dope idea. How much do it cost? How much do it cost? On the site, it's 25 in person, it's 20. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I like it. You got, what other colors you got? Or they all come with the uh, the wild pink shit on them? Uh, So when I first released them, which they sold out, it was 500 socks. Yeah. I dropped uh, five different colors, but then I came back and dropped them again because they were in demand with only the colors that everybody wanted. Yeah. Which were these. They come in this packaging, by the way. So it's a pill bottle. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you're not advocating that pills go in there. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, because yeah, that's the, from the pharmacy, pharmacy tech. tech. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, that's besides that because I'm the brand and the project is emotional comfort. So on yeah. here it says apply the feet when seeking comfort. Yeah. The important fact says if no one listens, I'll listen. You matter. Nothing's impossible. Touch the stars. Take care. So I'm advocating that, you know, you got to take care of yourself, your mental health. And, you know, the youth resonates with this idea of drugs, but I'm trying to change the narrative on that. I'm not pushing anything drug-related right, at yeah. all. No, that was a joke when I said that because you actually came up with this because uh, one of your sisters who stay in the house a lot uh, kind of developed like uh, uh, like some type of mental yeah, anxiety. Yeah, bulimia I, yeah. and depression. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, when I read that, man, and I, was, I read everything about it, and I said, like, that is uh, so dope. How is your sister doing now today? She's doing amazing. I talked to her yesterday. Okay. Uh, and now, where do they live? They still live in Florida? Florida. Okay. Yep. So, how that whole thing even came about is something that I didn't process until recently. Yeah. Like, so, we're coming from uh, from Africa, from Ivory Coast. And when that's going down, she's 15 years old. Oh, and God. we didn't even understand it. Like, we seen her cutting herself, throwing up. And we're just thinking she's crazy. My mom is being, like, very forceful, like... Why are you doing this? You know, because yeah. we didn't understand that. I didn't, I'm young, so I didn't even know why she's doing that. Like, it happened so, like, randomly and suddenly. So, it's, this is going on for at least two years. Yeah. Like, two years of her doing this and, like, trying to hide it. And we're not knowing, you know, we don't know anything about mental health or a psychologist or psychiatrist. So, we're just trying to talk to her. Oh, what's going on? It's not really working. She's still doing it. And my stepmother, which is married to my dad now, one of their family members is a psychologist. Yeah. yeah. So, that's when, like, we had a talk with him, and he decided to, you know, to take care of her, you know, free of charge because it was family friends to see, like, what's going on with her. So we started seeing results. Like, they tried to put on medications. I don't think they were working. Like, there was, it was just something that she would take, and she kind of almost abused it. But none of that really worked. It was with time and talking to her, taking her to the therapist. So, like, that inspired this because I felt like it's something in an immigrant, like, community families that we don't take seriously at all right okay so even to this day to be honest so when um how old was your sister when y'all actually came to america so i'm seven so at this point she's we're two years apart where so everybody she's, five. she's like not even because she's not the she's the third oldest oh okay so she's no, like, but the reason i ask is like the dramatic change of climate and events with coming from uh the ivory coast then y'all end up in minnesota where it's really cold where it's for sure super colder yeah. than y'all ever seen then we torn between florida and michigan everybody go pick florida if you thinking like damn if it's anything like minnesota but then the actual growing up 
in these places, even though like so since y'all in Florida, people automatically thought y'all was a Haitian, Haitian or Jamaican or something Every like day. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything day. but African. So yep. it, so now y'all being discriminated against because yep. people like fuck the Haitians and you like, yo, I'm not even and Haitian. And that's what it was. Yeah. I was going to school, like every school I had to I had to beat somebody up. I you know well, not. what type of training did you receive in uh, uh, Ivory Coast? Like, when you got here, did you know like I could beat their ass? I'm no, no, it was them. more so like uh, like I kept to myself. I didn't even make like I was already instilled on me friends, so I was quiet to myself. Now, let me ask you: Did you said your parents instilled that in you? Yeah. Now that you're older, do you think that they showed them a propaganda video? Because you know they do that for Africans before they get to America. They show them propaganda videos and they show them menace to society and they show them <laughs> news. It's not a joke though. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Like, now it makes sense. They like, yo, y'all don't even fuck with nobody, especially them niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, at, like, my mom was the only one that said it, not my dad. So but That's I, who won the visa, though, right? Yeah. Okay. That, so, <laughs> so at one point, the reason, like, my mom was so, like, that, because, like, she grew up from a childhood where, like, they're smart. So it was right. more so, like, focus on your studies. Like, friends are not important right now. So, like, that's the point of view, like, my mom approached it. Like, if you get girlfriend and boyfriend, to be distractions. Right, right. Which ain't wrong, but then at the same time, like, we kids. We foreign. We in a foreign land. We not even looking for girlfriends and boyfriends. We just looking for somebody to accept us. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. let's talk about the I wear my heart on my sleeves. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, how did, how did you come up with all these concepts? So I was watching a video, a uh, TED Talk. It said... Be remembered for something, you know, one word. And they was talking about Amazon and their word is convenience. And I was like, man, with everything going on, like, you know, person with me, it's like emotional comfort. I feel like it's something that is big for me. And I like fashion. So I was like, yo, how can I put emotional comfort in clothes? So this is me. At this point, I'm in Atlanta for my homie's wedding. And this is when I had no money, zero dollars. I'm at the home, no car. Because in Atlanta, if you have a car, you're not going nowhere. Right, so right. I was at home. I had a lot of time to think. So... I'm like, I'm looking at what I'm doing. I'm looking at everything I have. Like, I'm just scrolling on my Instagram feed. I'm like, man, emotional comfort. How can I display that through clothes? So that's when I start coming up with fabrics, affirmational messages on the clothes. Like, right, things right. that can help somebody that's going through a similar position as my sister. Like, things like, I love you. Things that yeah, can be Just little basic things. Like, like little yeah, basic yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, like, because... I done battled with a bout of depression before. I, I'm not going to diagnose myself and say what type of depression. Because I don't yeah. know. I just know I wasn't myself. And all I really wanted was just the time and opportunity to work through it. And then once people find out, like, if because we live in a society, if I come to you and say, bro, I'm depressed, somebody going to be like, you crazy. Yep. So that, that, so that pushed you back farther. Because now you're like, everybody I tell say I'm crazy. I just want somebody to be like there for you and not necessarily there to do anything just to allow you to be who you are and work through whatever depression or whatever you're dealing with so when you see something like i wear my heart on my sleeve and you notice you be like damn all the motherfucker really wanted somebody be like damn man i love you bro yeah like, like you know what i'm saying like your sister probably was just i don't want to say what she was or wasn't looking for but when you start embracing what she was going through more it started to fade away because now instead of she her feeling shunned by it she feeling like okay they embracing me they accepted me yeah this is all i ever wanted and yep. so if i'm walking around and i got a t-shirt on i say i love you i don't know what you're going through but you reading it you're not even thinking about the person wearing it. You're just thinking about saying the words, I love you. Or like, I would like, like, so I, I that's yeah, like, yeah. And that's why it's emotional comfort. Cause I'm not saying that I have a care for depression. I'm just saying, like, let's make this 
let's make people that are feeling this way know like yo somebody's there for them and if they can't even talk to nobody like their clothes can talk to them like if you read this pill bottle and it says if no one listens i matter and especially like how i word it it's like in first person so like you're talking to, to yourself. yourself when you read it yeah it, so it's it. like it's like you know it's the first step at least like the person at least you will have an idea like somebody in the world knows like i'm going through this and there's people out there that understand it i'm not the only one only dealing, one with, dealing with it so you okay know? so now you, you you put your game down you 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 get the socks popping you get all that what does mom say when you tell her this what you're doing man my mom, mom seemed like she's pretty hard like yeah. no no <laughs> yeah. honestly yeah. uh at first like my family didn't really get it but like they're definitely supportive like i feel like i communicate with them and i'm very vocal about this to everybody that i talk to so like at this point, like, that's all I talk to them about. So, like, they know what's going on. Like, they know. All right. Now, now, have you ever did any collaborations with anybody? Um, Yes. I actually dropped a collaboration last night. They actually sold out. <laughs> where, where? So, it was a collaboration of socks? No, no. It was an actual leather pants. Leather pants? With a teddy bear that's hanging on the side. So okay. It's a Romeo. So, how I came about doing the Romeo bear? Like, my little sister is there into teddy bears, and I wasn't. So... One day I tell my sister Teddy Bear to see like why what's the hype you know she started like you know crying like, crazy yeah so I went to sleep with it and I was like oh this is comfortable but prior to that I'm the oldest brother so when I went to New York I felt like my siblings missed me even though we didn't communicate because I feel like I was in my own world I was grinding and I didn't have no time to like I hardly talked to them to be honest I'll yeah. be honest so the Teddy Bear was like on the back is for company so it says I'll keep you safe. No, I'll keep you company when you're alone. I'll keep you safe when it gets dark. So the teddy bear was like something that I manifested through that feeling of, yo, if nobody's there with you, you're at home by yourself at bed at night, like this teddy bear will keep you company. It's vanilla scented. The poem is there. It was like, I really thought about that poem. Like I had to shorten it. It was longer, but it was like, it was the intent was to keep you company. Like on the back it says for your company. Like it's very intentional. And all it is came because you seen what your sister was lacking and felt like I have to make sure nobody else lacks in this. Yeah. That's why that's gonna be successful, yeah. bro. Yeah. But I uh we go talk uh because I got a collaboration for them socks for you because I'm an award winning author and we getting ready to uh release uh animated series based on the award winning novella that I wrote and oh, we just been like, yo, we wanna do certain things with certain people, like you know what I'm saying? Okay. And like I I'm gonna show you some characters and stuff like that. But like right. it, I think like what this stands for, we can just It's an anime? It's, okay, no. we doing it. Okay, he he wrote a, a novella. I wrote, which is a short novel. Which is okay. a short novel. Okay. I won we, an award he, for it. He won an award for it, and we turning that into an, an animation series. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So okay. we turning that to an animated series, and every, we want to do collaborations because we feel like uh, we we want everybody. This is like our Disney moment per se. You okay. feel what I'm saying? These characters came out of his head. You understand what I'm saying? And this is like our Disney moment per se, where. You know, Disney do collaborations and we want to yeah. do collaborations with, with people, people with melanated skin so we all could, everybody could get something out of this and eat off of this and, and it's all love and respect because of what we did. Like, uh, a year ago today, he wasn't an award winning author. Man. A year ago today, the, the book, book wasn't was even it, finished. It was just, what was the feeling? Like, did you know this was going to win an award? Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I, he spoke it into existence. I, I, so what I did is I, I wrote down a list. I, I put S.L. Jackson, award-winning author, best-selling author, and all of that, and I put it up. I put it in my house where I could see it every day, and I used to say it every day, and I said it till I remembered it. And after I started remembering it, I just started living it. I just started living it. But those characters that I'm showing you right now, like, those are all a lot of here. You know what I'm saying? So what, what we could do is we could you do the socks, you do whatever, like, just something because – 
every step of the way in the process is to open the doors for everybody around me. Like, so when you said, well, I talked about it so much, I know the feeling because still to this day, once I started talking about writing a book, I never, never shut stop. up about it. Man, like, and, 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 and nobody, if you don't want to hear it, don't talk to me. Like, that. <laughs> I'm okay with whoever don't want to talk though. Like, yeah. if it was my mother and Shane want to talk to me, I'm okay with that because this is my path and like I never stop talking about it. So anytime I see an opportunity where it can help two people, like I know that those characters own no socks with those type of socks. Uh, we only do a hundred. We, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We only do, I know what it'll do. I know what like, oh, cause that cartoon, I mean, that animated series is going to be on, it's going to be, it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be a, a, a gazillion eyes on it from the moment it comes out. So we talking about this collab right now. This collab might not happen for two years though. Or it might be the collab that kick it off and everybody like, I want to collab with him on socks, but I won't, you know what I'm saying? Right. So everybody I talk to about it who already got something going on, I feel like it could open the doors or other doors. I mean, we could even create these characters into a teddy bear. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we go talk more. We go talk here, more. Here, here, here. Yeah, we yeah, go yeah, talk we more. Go, yeah, we go talk more. Let's see the teddy bears though. And this is why we do this, right? We call it the connected experience. And what we do is we used to connect two people who did the same thing. But then we start connecting people with our audience and their audience, bro, because it's so many dope ass people out there, bro, who you live in a world that nobody know about my brother. And right. we live in a world that we just start to know about you. Right. But when them worlds collide, everything world, it changes opened up. World. It changes You feel what I'm saying? And I was talking to a friend and said, like, what do you feel like Drake does well? He said collab. Like, Drake does a lot of collab. Like, he's this guy from Canada, but you don't know him in Jamaica. And, right. Like, that's what matches. I'm saying, man. And, and, and a lot of people don't do that. But this is what people should understand, right? It's enough. If you're doing it for money, for one, it's enough money out there for everybody. That's right. one. But if you're doing it with purpose, it's enough people that has that same purpose in their life and just need a push. You feel what I'm saying? I remember, like, me and my brother, like, we twins and so much is the same, but so much is different. But every time he talk about this book, I listen. But this that, that book, because we do do stuff separate, but that book was his. And I didn't mention nothing. I didn't say nothing. Like, this should go like this. He, he, he gave me the story. I didn't have an opinion on the story. I said, you doing it. But you know what I'm saying? But then we said, but we go do the animation together. Right. So you feel like, what I'm the book saying? is mine. The animation is it's ours. You feel and what I'm saying? The collaboration. So some like so like he might be like, I don't want to collab with dude on those socks. I'm gonna wait till he do the teddy bears. And I'm like, Well, me and you go collab on the socks then. Right. You know, he not in on that. And then it might be like when a teddy when it's time to do the teddy bears, it might be like thirty people who wanna come to the table and we like, no, it's just gonna be us three again. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because that's how you gotta do it, bro. Bro, like we operate off a concept I want for my brother what I want for myself and yeah. that's I don't know what you want for yourself but I want the best for you that's what that means that's an Islamic concept you know what I'm saying and we know that it's a lot of Muslims at Ivory Coast yeah. it's just like that's why I said this is just like America is that the hierarchy for our religion is Islam and Christianity right mm -hmm. because we you know we, we think it's dope when people make it to America right it's like getting a bitch you always wanted you feel what I'm saying? That's what it is. It's like a bitch getting a nigga she always wanted. But then you find out, I did I want, want this? Bit. You know what I'm saying? Did I want this? Or was I sold a dream that made me want this? And that's the American dream. It's the American yeah. dream. But yeah. the, it's really the American nightmare. I've been here my whole life, man. This is it's, it's hell, but hell has good qualities. Because it's other places as hell that I would rather have this hell. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And a lot of people don't look at it like that. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But this is the only place that you're going to see every single nationality on the face of the earth in multitudes. It might be a few Americans in Germany. 
it's way more Germans in America. It's way more Italians in America. It's way more everything in America than it is Americans other places. They sprinkled out here and there. But Americans, what do we bring to the table? You understand what I'm saying? And when, when people start thinking like that, then it go down to uh, uh, yo, you personally. What do I contribute to this world, bro? What am I here for? What do I contribute to this world, right? Mm-hmm. My contribute, my contribution to this world is to assist other people. That's my contribution to the world. That yeah. doesn't have a dollar amount to it. Right. That doesn't have a status amount to it. I know people running for judges, bro. I treat her the same way that I treat somebody I just met. You feel what I'm saying? Just like I treat the mailman. It was raining one day. And you know the post office give people shit and shit. Yeah. I said to my mailman, hey, dog, you, it's raining, man. You want a poncho? He was like, huh? I said, do, do you want a poncho? I have an extra poncho. Do you want a poncho? You out here walking in the rain. He said, bro, you this your door not the first door that's open. You're the only person that asked me was I all right in the rain. Because it don't matter, bro. I got a gift that I can give you. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And this about to make your life easier, even if it's for uh, 30 more minutes. He said, no, but I, but he said, I got one in the ride. I just had to do these few houses, but I appreciate that. You feel what I'm saying? That's but guess what that mailman won't do? If if my car isn't in the driveway, I guarantee you he won't leave a package on my porch for somebody to steal. Right. He'd rather just bring it back the next day because that nigga asked me if I needed a poncho when it was raining. Right. You, feel, right. you feel what I'm so, saying? So, so how long have you been here? Uh, I'm 23 now. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so you a young guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So do you... Uh, What's your plans with the with the uh, clothing and with, with, with everything? I, okay. It's just something telling me you got way more going oh, on than that, some clothing. That, but that's, that's <laughs> you, also, like, you be rapping, dog. No, 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 I'm, I'm talking like, shit. Yeah. I'm talking. <laughs> I have two friends that do that, and that's their. That's not my passion. Like, I yeah. Like so, the clothes are just like more so something. The clothes are something that I personally like, and that's how I express myself. Like there's musicians that make music, so that's like my creative outlet. But other than that, like I'm working on the whole app. It's called iDiary. Um, Apple already approved it. Right now, we're just making the functions. Um, so it's gonna be an app that's not like Instagram. There's no likes, so people don't have to compare themselves. But it's gonna have like a SOS button. So when you press the button, say you're going through like an episode and you don't want to talk to nobody, or you do want to help but you don't know how to reach out, you press the button on the app. And it turns your account to anonymous, so people know that you need help. Yeah. And the first person that you know reach out to you is the person that is going to talk to you. Yeah. So, and so what like what stage would you say that you're in with this app? I know you said Apple approved it, but what far as it, until launch? Like, what stage are you in? Um, I don't want to rush it at all because I feel like if I rush it, it won't give the full value. So right. It's something that I see being done in the least two years. Yeah. Okay. It cool. could be sooner, but like if I want to do it right. And how I want it with a lot of collaborations because like um, Deviant Fashion is another fashion brand in Detroit. They want to be a part of it, and I'm also working on the girls line. So like I want to incorporate all of that into the app, and I don't want to rush it or anything. Yeah. Um, and the reason I came up with the idea of the app was because on Inst- on Twitter I have a community on Twitter, and like it's a bunch of little kids that's saying that they want to kill themselves, commit suicide. So that's a lot of messages I get on Twitter. So. And I feel like I'd be on too much platforms, and it's like energies being everywhere. So I want to be, I want to bring everyone on one app. Yeah, together. So, yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. So that's the reason of the app. Like that's how that came about. Yeah, man. Uh, and it seems like you really care about people's well being. You feel what I'm saying? And like that, that, that's that's remarkable because that that's what we lack in people who just don't care about nobody but themselves, man. Yeah. You you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like so many people just rooted in self. Like loathing, yeah, yeah you right. feel what I'm saying. So it's just it's just crazy to me, bro. You understand what I'm saying? So 
what would be like your top collaboration if you could collab with somebody? Like right now, the when I started, when I came up with the idea of I wear my heart on my sleeves, I always wanted it to be a collaborative thing. Like the project that just dropped was a collab. A lot of things are collabs. Even this label, the creation of this label was a collab. Like a graphic designer that I respect made this label. His name yeah. is HRG. So everything so far has been a collaboration. Honestly, my top collabs, I want to be a creative director for Macy Margella. Yeah, but why don't? I just like the aesthetics. Okay. I like the aesthetic and I feel like that's a platform that's already there. Now, what if it was like uh, FUBU about to relaunch, right? Mm-hmm. They give you a, a gazillion consent, creative control, and Mason Margiela call you. Who do you go with? Uh, are they both no, giving no, me the, no, are they no, both no. giving me the no, same Mason thing? No, Mason Margiela is not giving you creative control. They're not control. giving you anything. Oh, no, no, I'm going to go to FUBU. Okay. okay. We, okay. Ju- we just yeah. want yeah. I, yeah. I, I honestly <laughs> want to create. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Because everything you're doing is so creative. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, them big companies, like, I know that's your dream and everything, but, like, those big companies, they grab people like you and then, like, they had a whole world thinking that, you know, you did this because of your sister. This is out of love. And they had a whole world thinking you fly by night and they found you in the gutter. And they go, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Just so they could get your product. And then, cause, so I just wanted to know if you who would you pick. Yeah, but you know like right I'm now, I'm, I'm more so for underground artists anyways. Yeah. So, like, that's, I reached like, the collaborative with the girls. Some girl has, like, three followers. Like, nobody would have ever thought this girl so Like, she yeah. didn't have nothing. Like, I didn't even know she could do it. Yeah. So, but I believe, what I seen, like, she would get it. Yeah. So, we just went and did it, and it came out fire. That's fire. that's cold, dog. That's cold. Uh, so, you said your sister doing well. What pops think about this? We we know what moms think. Man, well, how pops feel about my this? My dad is very supportive. Yeah, like, he's very, he, is he still in Michigan? Yeah. He's still okay. In Michigan. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, okay. I stay with him right now. Okay. Yeah, he's very supportive. My dad is like a. He's Shouts very out chill. to pops. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, if you want to do it, do it. You know, just stay focused. Like, he yeah. doesn't ever tell me to do stuff I don't want to do. It's like more so like you have creative control over your life. You do yeah. what's good for you. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a, a, yeah. It, no matter what what you want for these kids, they turn out how they want to turn out. Yeah. And with my kids, that's what I'm okay with. Yeah. I'm not going to push you to do one single thing but have integrity, yeah. have honor, have respect, and stuff like that. What you do after that is up to you. Yep. But guess what? I'm going to love you and I'm going to protect you. And if I think it's funny, I'm going to laugh at you. Right. So how can people contact you? How can people contact you? They can contact me through Instagram at Trapping Styles. I have a billion pages. What's your Twitter? Uh the Twitter is Trap and Styles with one P. Trap in Yep, Trap T R A P I N S T Y L E S. Man. Trap and styles, yep. yep. Emotional comfort, yeah. Yep. Emotional comfort. This is dope, man. This is a dope. Like we go collab. I know it. See, okay, so you another person that came through, Dean. Anybody know Pastor Dean? That's my our homeboy. And he uh he like, yo, man, y'all gotta talk to this kid. And I'm like, well, when I yeah, read, when we say kid, though, we don't no, mean we, like we, a, yeah, yeah, no, no, right. You know what I'm saying? So when I read the bio, no. So the way we work, sometimes he see the bios or I see him whatever. When I read the bio, I shot it to him. I say, yo, man, son from Africa. Like we gotta, like, like we really gotta, you know what I'm saying? So I ain't say shit else to Dean. I'm just like, give him one of these times, see if he can make it. We want to tell this story because this is an international hustle. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a movie. Moms win the thing. 
Y'all come to America, y'all like, this ain't the dream that they was telling us about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially coming from the Ivory Coast straight to Minnesota. I know y'all was like, what uh, the fuck? Like, <laughs> what was that first winter like? I know we about to get up out of here, but what was that first winter right. like in Minnesota? Okay, well, before you answer that, what is a winter, if any, like in the Ivory Coast? And then what was that first winter in Minnesota what, like? Uh, winter in Ivory Coast don't exist. Okay. okay. It's hot every day. Yeah. Okay, so now when y'all get to Minnesota, what was that like seeing snow for the first time? It was fun. Like, I had my jacket, <laughs> snowball fights. Like, it was fun. Honestly, yeah. hey, when you're young, you don't really care about the cold. Like, I was getting frostbite. I was still having fun throwing the snow. Like, when you get yeah. older, like, as of now, I don't like winter. Yeah. I do not like winter <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, I just had to ask that because, you know, that's I, – uh, I met somebody uh, from California one time. Yeah. And the first time they seen snow in Michigan – like they they lost it like what oh my god like what's going on like i'd never forget that i was in fifth grade her name was mahogany and her and her sister and brother it snowed it while we was in school it wasn't no snow when we came to school it snowed while we was in school <laughs> they fucking lost it bro you feel what i'm saying and then uh, uh tell them on your instagram how to get in contact with you again. um so my instagram the main one is trapping styles that's t-r-a-p-p I-N-G-S-T-Y-L-E-S. Okay. If you want to follow up a day-to-day where I post often, it's Trap Installs with one P. T-R-A-P-I-N-S-T-Y-L-E-S. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, AJ, if they want to get at you, how they get at you, dog? Uh, on Instagram, T-C-E-Pod, T-C-E-Pod. On Twitter, at T-C-E-Pod, at T-C-E-Pod. What about you, man? What if they want to order that book? They got to jump on uh, 1SLJackson.com, 1SLJackson.com, and then you're going to go to the purchase link. You can order a paperback, an e-book. Or, and if you order a paperback and send me your copy or your paperback, I will send you an autographed copy back with a personal message so you can get at me that way. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. I'm I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself.